Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be speaking to Ariel Scarcella, a lesbian YouTuber who recently announced that she is leaving the left. She's here with us now to talk about exactly what that means, but before we get into it, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Daily Harvest. We're all overbooked, overstimulated, and constantly running on empty. For me, I'm always rushing to produce episodes and write articles and take care, of course, of my precious dog, Jellybean. I barely have enough time to eat complete meals, let alone prepare healthy healthy ones, but being busy doesn't mean you have to resort to takeout or overly processed food, and that's what Daily Harvest is here for. They deliver the food you want to eat but don't have time to make right to your door. You guys know that I am a sucker for any type of subscription box, and guess what? Daily Harvest is a food subscription box. They deliver food right to you. They make it easy to eat more fruits and vegetables with thoughtfully sourced, chef-crafted foods that can be prepared in five minutes or less. Choose from more than 65 different options like smoothies, hearty soups, harvest bowls, and overnight oats. Each recipe takes just one step to prepare with room to make your own. Add your favorite milk to blend up a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and top it with an avocado or a fried egg. Whether you're at home, at your desk, or on the go, Daily Harvest is the easiest way to have a delicious and nutritious meal or snack. So go to dailyharvest.com and enter the promo code CHEN to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code CHEN for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Hey, Ariel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I've been watching your channel for about two years now. Oh, I really appreciate it. And for anyone who's watching, by the way, we're dealing with like a 14-hour time difference right now. You're in Australia, yeah. so you are staying extra uh, up extra late. And I really, really appreciate that. This is like- And I'm is... probably like a hot mess. I've been like, at the beach. I'm like sunburned, but like it's okay. No, it's okay. You look, you look tan. You look happy. We all appreciate it. Um, so you have a huge platform, you know, YouTube channel and social media. I'm sure a lot of people watching are familiar with you, but in case anyone isn't, would you mind giving us a quick rundown of kind of who you are and what your content focuses on? Yeah, um, I'm Arielle. I've been making LGBT, in my opinion, rational LGBT content for, for literally 10 years on YouTube. Um, I'm like an OG since 2009, one of the first ever um, lesbian channels. And the past five years, I would say, I started being more trans inclusive because I realized there was a need for that. Um, and I realized right away um, that there was no way of being 100%. Like, there, there was no way of pleasing. Everybody hated me for different reasons in the trans community. Um, I realized very quickly there was two different sides of it. There were people that were just happy that I was talking with them and about them and, and giving them a platform. And then there were people that were hating on me for you know getting a name wrong or accidentally misgendering somebody, which I don't think I actually did, but that's generally what like, you know, what they would get upset about. Um, and this has led me all the way up to now where I, I was invited to speak on a panel at Sydney Mardi Gras in Australia. And a female to male drag queen like I know, it, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> they uh, successfully, basically success, successfully deplatformed me. So what happened was they started a change petition, change.org petition to um, take the event off of the Mardi Gras website, which was the only way they were going to get ticket sales, right? And this was right. a completely um, one woman, one lesbian funded, self-funded event. And it was the only fully lesbian event in Mardi Gras. Um, and two lesbians backed out because they didn't want to be associated with me and my transphobia. 
One of them works for BuzzFeed, not surprised. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and um, it all led up to um, two other amazing people being on the panel with me. Um, one of them identifies kind of like they don't really, they don't, they say that they don't have, you know, a gender, they don't uh, really have a sexual orientation, which in my opinion is fine. Like if you don't want to, if you, if you're just kind of like, listen, I'm me and I, I don't want to give myself any labels, that's great. Um, and the other person is a, an Asian trans woman, um, I believe post-op, who identifies as a lesbian, faith women. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got shit for that too. <laughs> so there, there's no way to be woke enough for these people. And I realized that I would say about two years ago, but I still wanted to make, you know, what I consider to be positive content. Um, but within the last six months to a year, there have been cases, you know, like Jessica and Eve and Karen White and people in, you know, women's sports that are basically mocking females for not being good enough when they're male and they're competing against females. Um, and I decided that my perspective has changed drastically. And I, yes, I believe in trans rights, but not at the expense of female rights. Right. And I think that like the whole idea of transphobia to me that's it's such a nebulous term because I get I get called transphobic too and I I try to understand why because I want to treat everybody like a person right and I mean like I love uh like Blair White's content um she's just a great content creator I don't care that she's trans like I'll even especially if I'm talking to someone make an effort with pronouns I I consider myself pretty accommodating but I think it's gotten to the point now where it's not just about equality. It, it, it's about trying to almost Im- impose the concept of self-identification on other people, uh, e- even 100%. when it, it might infringe on your own rights. And I think what's interesting right. about your story is the whole thing about um, the way it relates to like sexual orientation. And I saw you discussing this with Tim Poole because it's, um, right. I, I would never have thought it would be controversial to say like as, you know, uh, a lesbian, I'm not sure I'm comfortable dating someone with biologically male genitalia. And I think that's totally like, you're right, <laughs> it your should preference. Be, it should be simple. Right? Yeah, why is and this controversial? It, it's, it's the, the, again, it's, it's only one sub small subsect, uh, sub, uh, subcategory of whatever section of this, of the community, like the majority of LGBT people that are, in my opinion, older than the age of like 26, 27 ish. For some reason, there's like a generation gap there. I don't know, maybe because of Tumblr. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's because of to blame Tumblr. Thanks, Tumblr. Um, it's, you can't, you can't be woke enough anyone that isn't pansexual is a bigot, right? Yeah. Um, You know, self ID isn't even accurate, because if it was actually self ID, I'd be okay with that. Because you can identify however the hell you want in your own head. That's self ID. But you like you said, when you're expecting other people to live their life based on how you identify, even if you're presenting nothing, like, um, do you know who uh, Alex Drummond is? No. Okay, Alex Drummond is a supposed trans woman um, living in, I believe, London or Wales or somewhere in the UK. Um, and from Stonewall, which is like the LGBT, uh, you know, human rights or something, mm-hmm. um, not for profit over there. They praise this person for being, you know, for, for changing the way womanhood, you know, is viewed. <laughs> and they present as a man. Yeah. Like in there and, and what they say in the interview is like, oh, I present female. No, you don't. 
No, you don't. Like you walk down the street, you look like a man in a dress and that's fine. And it's fine if you're, if you're trans, if you're actually trans and you can't transition, you know, and you don't pass and you never will. And that's fine too. But don't tell me you present female because right. you don't. Don't tell me you're, you, you, you know, you present as a lesbian because you don't. People see you as a dude dating a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So you're in, in, internally, you're a trans woman. You can't, you know, there's different parts. You know, I, I, I filmed a video today um, asking, asking the question I asked five years ago. And the simple question is, what is a woman? <laughs> and nobody, nobody knows how to answer that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty because much we're at, a, we're at a point now where a woman is a person who identifies as a woman. Like, that's, that's all we can I disagree. say about I, it. And I used to agree with that, and now I disagree with it. Well, no, I'm not saying I because, agree with that, but that's what they think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, yeah, like, at first, like, years ago, obviously, it was somebody that's female. Mm-hmm. Then it was somebody that, you know, that was trans, you know, that's trans, that's transitioned in some way that presents as a woman. And now it's anyone that just says, I'm a woman. <laughs> and that's the self idea. And I was okay with that until I realized how much, how many men that weren't trans at all were taking advantage of that. Um, because obviously I think that that law was, was made in good faith. Like, listen, a lot of trans women, you know, can't transition for whatever reason, whether it's money or, um, status or they have families or health reasons whatever fine call yourself a woman i don't care um but then a lot of guy a lot of men not trans women in my opinion maybe some trans women because there's been bad trans people out there too started taking advantage of the entire thing and i was like no that's not okay yeah um and then yeah. i oh my god then the storm started and that's and that's <laughs> when, really... I, when i want a woman i put my foot down oh god <laughs> like that's unheard of in the social justice warrior world yeah and that's that's hard because i think like you're right and you're in saying that this was probably a lot of these laws that kind of try to dismiss the idea of gender or sex entirely it was probably done to be as inclusive as possible to say like to not right. gatekeep being trans to say like oh you don't have to look like um i don't know a, a victoria's secret model as a trans person to be able to call yourself a woman but i i, I right. worry like you that there are bad actors out there there are people who will absolutely take advantage mm-hmm. of that do you think there is a way um like socially or legally to i don't know almost like i don't want to say gatekeep in, in a like common sense yeah. way but just to make sure that we're, we're able to have conversations where you you don't get called transphobic just because you look at jessica you even say okay like this is going too far i don't buy this i i think there has to be a line drawn yeah um i think people are uncomfortable with it because trans rights are in right now which is great mm-hmm. um but if you actually look at some of the statistics it starts to become disturbing um and it's I feel, I feel like th- there's no way you can, if you actually look at it, there's no way you can avoid it at that point. Um, I, I think there was a study that just came out recently that there were actually zero transgender murders in the UK, e- either this year or last year. I can't remember. It was one or the other. Um, but if you look at the amount of people that have been killed just for simply being woman, women as a hate crime, it's like in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with the, with the self-ID law, put, this is how I explain it to people. The amount of male predators in the world, sorry, I keep, the computer keeps moving. The amount of male predators in the world, the amount of trans women, right? Yeah. The amount of trans women that don't pass, the amount of trans women that don't pass on purpose that are actually, that are actually, you know, experiencing gender dysphoria. 
and 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 wanting to use you know women's facilities like it's it's such a select few amount of people mm-hmm. and you're allowing all these male predators access to those spaces for this very tiny subset of the community yeah. um and that's where i'm like no that's not okay yeah. you have to make some effort in my opinion physically or physically societally something um to put women at ease and and i also don't think that me- like that trans women should be like walking around completely naked like I have trans women friends that you know that pass as women that pass for cis um I know I hate that word and a lot of people hate that word but they they book they would pass for female if they were in a locker room but they won't they respect women and they respect themselves enough that they won't uh, undress their bottom half mm-hmm. which I respect and I think that's great that's mm-hmm. I think that's how it should be you, you sh- we shouldn't be telling kids or teens or anybody or any kind of woman any woman that, you know, is in a, in a sex segregated space, that they have to be okay with male parts or male people. And guys, we have more to talk about with Ariel, but first, I want to thank our sponsor, Bambi. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. They cost an average of $70,000 per year. So Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all starting at just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to one of your biggest strengths. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all starting at just $99 a month. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance, so let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. So go to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Chen, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Chen. It's this, I don't know if you saw, but a, a while ago on Twitter, there was this viral video about there was a, I'm not sure if it was um, like male to female or non-binary. There was a, a case at a high school where it was just ruled or decided by the council mm-hmm. that, um, you know, they'd this person, I'm not even sure how they, it was a biological male, would be able to use the female locker room and they yeah, interviewed this girl. Yeah, trans woman, a young, yeah. a young trans woman. And they interviewed yeah, and this they were able student to the locker room and, and she was crying mm-hmm. about it. And it's really, yep. it's it's sad because, I mean, I, I feel like people have kind of forgotten why there are such things as sex segregated locker rooms or gender segregated locker rooms and things yeah. like that. And it's, I mean, it's not really to make people just, uh, feel comfortable with their own identities. Like there are security reasons for it. There are safety reasons. And yes. I, I'm not trying to say that anyone who's trans is a predator, but the fact that we are going about this either, yeah. by like just demolishing any any segregation is, is kind of, you're allowing predators to take advantage of that. Um, what and they I, are, and they already are. So yeah. there's been multiple cases, especially in the UK. Mm-hmm. There's been like at least 10 or 20, I think, de- like, stories about this already um and i think a few in canada but there's been at least 20 altogether yeah over the last two years like self-id yeah but i feel like this was this was pretty much like i mean i'm sure you realize this this was inevitable like if you've been watching the way that the discourse around gender and sex has been going it's kind of been increasingly like first they were like you know gender is fluid it can be non-binary 
oh, but but it's, it's okay because we, we recognize it's different than sex. So we're not talking about sex. But now they actually are saying that sex is also uh, like a spectrum or fluid or non-binary. And it's like the, the envelope keeps being pushed and pushed. And I think like that's right. that's why we've almost like in a roundabout way ended up back at what I think is like conversion therapy. You know, the idea that if you are like a, a female, a lesbian who doesn't want to mate with a penis like that's something you need to change and work on yourself because then you're bringing like cis normativity into it but like females aren't necessarily or sorry penises aren't necessarily male and it's like what happened how did we like what in in 50 years we've like come back full circle to the same wrong conclusion from the opposite end yeah i think the I, i read something on twitter the other day of course it was basically like the idea of queering everything so you know, basically what you're saying, we've taken, we've gone three full 360 of this so that, so that we've gotten to a point where if somebody looks like a man looks presents that look is a male presents as a man and identifies as a trans woman and dates women, you know, but generally in society walks around, they would have no, you know, nobody would have any idea that they're a trans woman or that they identify as a lesbian and, you know, that somehow this person is more oppressed than I am. Yeah. <laughs> because society doesn't recognize them. It's like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy talk. And this is why the rate of LGBT acceptance is down for the first time in like 10 years, I think. It was obviously steady climbing because yeah. people were like, oh, okay, like we can get behind gay marriage. We can get behind people changing their bodies. You know, they have, you know, a, a mismatch in their brain or whatever. We're fine with that. It doesn't affect us. And then it's like, oh my God, wait, wait. People, people, trans people are trying to, you know, take away women's weightlifting titles and when being in women's prisons. And it's like, okay, like, no. <laughs> and then all the misgendering and non-binary haircut problems. Like, <laughs> Those are big problems. And I, I've, it's oh. so, we, we did a segment about that statistic too, the, the way that things are like they're, acceptance is reversing in, in a lot of ways and now we even have places like Poland they've they've actually gone so far as to like designate parts of their country like LGBT ideology free zones and it's like you look at this and I think if you were to like 10 years ago have have seen these things it would seem really out of place but I think people are it, it's like a, a reaction to LGBT identities becoming politicized right because I think a lot of people when they think like oh how do you feel about like the LGBT community, I don't think they're necessarily thinking about like their friend or or neighbor who happens to be gay. These activists are what pop up because they're branding themselves oh. as representative. And I think that's bad for the everyday LGBT member because those people are crazy. They are crazy. This is why this is why Brandon started the walk away movement. Yeah. Um, it's why even though I'm not trans, I started the hashtag wrong kind of trans um, because even actual trans people in the community, that agree with me, people like Blair White and people that are, you know, Blair White or, you know, followers of us both are getting, you know, hate and being called transphobes and terps and bigots and anything else they can throw our way. Um, and it's because we're not, it's not because we're trans or gay or bi or whatever. It's because we don't follow their ideology and we're not woke and, you know, and, and that's, you know, we're the wrong type of LGBT, so to speak. So there's like a huge division right now. And the people that are getting, the spotlight, unfortunately, are the people that are irrational and um, attention-seeking. 
I think. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's too bad because I look at voices like you and like Blair White um, or even someone who's like not an LGBT activist but is LGBT and in the spotlight like Dave mm-hmm. Rubin who they just – they're regular people and they're not trying to enforce – like their preferences on the rest of society, I think that's actually really important right. for people to see, um, because we we mm-hmm. did a uh, a piece a while back. I'm not sure if you know who Brad Palumbo is, but he wrote a piece about the wash from the Washington Examiner. It was like Leather Week or something in D.C., and apparently there were a bunch of LGBT activists who were trying to co-opt it and bring LGBT identity and pride into Leather Week. And his whole thing was like, whoa, like if you guys want to dress up and do whatever you want, that's, you know, that's your thing. But I don't like how you're trying to associate it with the LGBT label, right? Because these things aren't intrinsic, mm-hmm. like this this is separate. Um, and he actually got right. backlash for that. He was accused of shaming people and like having internalized homophobia. And I just thought like, whoa, wait, wait a second. He can still say... I don't want to be associated with the leather people, but be okay with his own sexuality. Like you don't get to control right. how other people live their lives just because you you share a sexuality. Oh yeah, the, the, but I think it's the insert, it's the entitlement and the inserting of of, of our, like people in our community are inserting themselves in in places where they don't even belong. Yeah, <laughs> and even in even into conversations, like I remember years ago. And, and this is when like, I first started noticing that this was going to take a turn for the worse. This was back in 2014 or 15. And I remember I made a video talking about my own chest. Okay. Calling my chest feminine. And there were maybe 50 trans guys, supposed trans guys in the comments telling me that I was being transphobic and not being um, supportive to trans men because I was calling my own chest feminine and I was triggering them. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not how it works. You can click off like, like if you can't, if you can't even like walk in the, if you can't watch, first of all, you can choose to not watch my video. Right. You can choose to not watch videos that are triggering you. Second of all, you have to exist in the real world. Like if you walk around in, in nature, you know, in the streets, you're going to see a woman with tits hanging out. If that's, if that's going to trigger you, that's fine. But like, learn how to deal with it, you know, go to therapy and be like, okay. But that that's their problem. They don't want to have society. to. They don't want to have to exist in society as it is now. They want society to have to cater to them and everything mm-hmm. they want and everything mm-hmm. that upsets them. Um, so someone who is like, I guess, more in the political sphere is Pete Buttigieg. And he recently kind of yeah. came under fire for not like being queer enough. Um, oh, do you, do you think that someone like Pete Buttigieg is like helping or harming the queer community because i i would have thought and blair white did a piece about this in the post millennial that mm-hmm. oh this was this would be good acceptance right or a, a good a step forward yeah. for someone who is gay because pete Buttigieg is he's accomplished he's articulate he's in a stable relationship um you know he's just a regular guy i don't agree with a lot of his policies but he's a regular guy right. um apparently there are these activists though who think that He's actually damaging. I, I saw someone assert that he um, he's pushing the the concept of assimilation toward gay people because his lifestyle, even though he's gay married, is still too heteronormative because he's Hetero- embracing like <laughs> heteronormative practices. It's like what what's happening? So that these people want like like you know a drag queen running for president like what like that has like one leg with autism like what are the yeah it's like <laughs> it's not that either of those things are bad but like is this the type of diversity that they want like i don't understand like diversity is diversity yeah. we've never seen somebody that's gay knowingly so anyway openly gay 
run for for the position you know for that high of a position and you know again it's 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 like i think i think um brandon said something like it's all identity all identity no policy mm-hmm. they don't even care what he has to say they're just like well he's not diverse enough yeah he's not queer enough he's not this enough he's not that enough the panel that i was on while i was here we had again we had like the trans woman of color an Asian trans woman, um, a non-binary person, you know, whatever, and and me, and even that wasn't diverse enough. To and the only lesbian event, and it, you know, the only lesbian event. First of all, the only lesbian event shouldn't be diverse anyway. It should be right. focused on lesbians. <laughs> but nothing, you know, everybody wants to to be the wokest, the right. wokest pansexual, agender whatever the hell, in the land. And before we go any further, everyone, I want to tell you about keeps. Losing your hair sucks, right? But you know what doesn't suck? Keeping your hair without leaving your couch. If you're losing your hair, you gotta know keeps. Keeps offers the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. That's the real deal, and the generic versions save you a fortune. It's simple. Just answer a few online questions, snap a few photos of your hair, and a doctor will review everything and recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment just for you. It's then shipped discreetly to your door. And you're probably wondering, okay... But does it work? Well, a whopping 66% of men do experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. Losing your hair sucks, so let's do something about it. Here's the deal I got you. Go to Keeps, that's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Lauren to get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. You heard me, 50% off. That's Keeps dot com slash Lauren, Keeps dot com slash Lauren. Do you think that there's going to be a growing amount of pushback from within the LGBT community? Um, to this kind of stuff happening because like I and anytime we do a segment on let's say like drag queens in elementary schools I'll get a ton of LGBT people saying like what these people don't like why would this be okay just like how is this increasing LGBT acceptance when these people are you know doing things that a lot of people would say are not appropriate to do around children do you think from within Mm -hmm. the community there's going to be almost like a tipping point where people are like to the activists no you don't speak for us just get out you can continue to try to say whatever you want but stop trying to do it with the presumption that you speak for everybody who is lgbt yeah i think i think we have the trans person i think we need like one leader in each of the each of the letters <laughs> <laughs> we have the g we have brandon we have the t which is blair we needed we need a b yeah uh, and now we have the l which is me I, and i feel like once we have those leaders in place people have a, a place to be like well look this lesbian you know, that has a lot of followers or this trans woman also believes what I believe. And mm-hmm. all the, all these people following her also believe the same thing. And we, you know, we can stand up to these, these, you know, woke activists. Um, yeah. It's a shame because I see people like, like friends of mine, like Buck Angel, who have been fighting for, you know, transsexual rights and, and um, even just the ability to be able to transition. He didn't even, like they didn't even know what transitioning meant back then. Um, He's been doing that for longer than these young kids have been alive and they're telling him to how to be queer, you know? (laughs) And it's like, little boy, like little B-O-I, like little boy, (laughs) sit down. You have no clue, like you have no clue what you're saying. Um, I I think the tipping point, honestly, was like the end of the end of last year, at least for me, it's it, it's the the rise of Blair White and, and people like Rose of Dawn and um, people that are people that are LGBT but rational, in my opinion. And I I know like people 
like you, like Blair, if it hasn't happened yet, it probably will. When you're someone who breaks the narrative of what people think you should believe based on your characteristics, there's a tendency to throw around a word like grifter, right? And I hate that word because Mm -hmm. it gets overused and thrown around a lot. But I think it's, it's important that people like you speak up because I know like being half Asian and mixed race, like there's this presumption when people might look at you that they know what you believe and I don't know about you but that really really frustrates me and I hate to think that because of the way I was born it should somehow determine the way that I think um so I know like people with like Candace Owens they've criticized her for um buying into identity politics when she's supposed to be about I or against identity politics but it's like no all that she's saying is that this is what I believe and I'm this, and it doesn't make me any less black just because I don't want to vote for a Democrat. I don't think you're any less LGBT because you're standing up to these activists. I think that that makes right. sense to me. The tipping point for me, the, the, like the, when I knew I had to actually come out and say something, because I feel like I haven't been on the progressive side in the last three years, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't actually come out and said it. I haven't even collabed with progressive YouTubers. I've been collabing more with you know, in the center or, you know, right, more conservative I, people that are LGBT. I've been following your, your work for a while now. And I remember you were talking about these same kinds of issues, like, yeah, two years ago, three years ago. So if anyone yeah. thinks that this is just like a flip, they weren't, they weren't paying right. attention. Right, right. And that's, that's fair. Cause not everybody knows who I am and work can follow this much craziness. Um, but it got to the point where I went to Vegas to hang out with a uh, two, uh, a new friend and a friend of mine that I had never met, um, online, two YouTubers. And, um, it's funny. One of the girls used to be a porn star and doesn't look like it. And one of them girls, one of the girls isn't a porn star, but looks like a porn star. <laughs> but I went out there to film with them and, um, Paige is awesome. I've known her for years and Tara, I just met and Tara, apparently we, we we're going to collab on something. We said, oh, okay, we both have sex positive content, both LGBT friendly. She, but she's straight. Um, so we were like looking at each other's stuff and we, we went and had a meeting, you know, we went and like ate dinner beforehand and, she said, oh my God, like, you're so cool. I looked at your page and saw LGBT and I thought you were one of those people. And I was like, okay, this is when I, this is when I need to separate my, like actually say that I am not like these people because it's causing people to think that I am one of these crazy people. And they're like, scared the people of that. that I think are, and, and it's, it's killing my reputation. I mean, I, the people on the left, I'm never going to win at this, at this point. Like they're never going to like me. So I might as well say exactly what I feel and exactly what I think is right. And, and, and I've, I've always done that, but I've always held back a little bit if I'm, if I'm you know, telling the truth um, because I want to be a good person, right? I don't want to upset people, but at the same time, I want to do what's right and what I believe in and my morals are important. Um, but it's crazy. Like I thought, you know, it, this is, this was like my, my, com- my new coming out, like coming out as leaving the left. It has been like, I'm not like these people. Please don't take away my rights. Please don't think like we're this crazy. This is a very small loud minority mm-hmm. um and it it just they're they're so you you can it's like you can it's like the the, the lesbian that you can see from 100 meters away like you could just tell they're they're gay you can see a social justice warrior or a woke person from a mile away like there's just there's a look yeah there's a look <laughs> We often Which like we'll do faulty, right? we'll do art we'll do like response videos about articles sometimes and I'll like read through the article and it'll be so ridiculous and then I'll like end up seeing a photo of the author and it's like I I knew like even before I saw them like I knew I can't, every every same. time like every time I get hate it's either you know if it's not a public figure like another YouTuber yeah it's either like an anime account a furry account or like a teenage kid with rainbow hair who, who calls themselves queer 
but isn't. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's if it's okay with you, can we talk a little bit more about what the, I guess, the hate you've gotten has been? Because I, I know, like, I've done videos and the reception sometimes is not always good and you can get a lot of negative backlash online. What has that process been like for you? Because not only are you already a public figure, like, you already have a lot of attention on you, but you've, with the, the Mardi Gras event especially, like, this has been a very public kind of friction between you and these activists has there um has ever there ever been a time when things have gotten so bad you're like okay i i don't want to do this anymore or i understand why so people f speak out about it because there are consequences these people will make you feel i just got dropped um from my lgbt network <laughs> oh. so that's ha that happened um but you know i don't want to work with people that have different morals than me anyway so i'm i'm you know learning to be okay with that but i think that it's, it's very strange for me to be in a place where I'm in my 30s. And when I go into a, quote, safe space, I don't feel safe. You yeah. know, I know that I'm going to be immediately judged on my opinions. I know that there's going to be somebody that's transgender or queer or whatever, pansexual, whatever, that knows who I am, that doesn't agree with what I'm saying, that wants me dead or just wants me to shut the hell up. And I even have friends of mine um, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things about all of this is I've seen how it's going to sound weird, but like how, how many people actually don't like or don't care about lesbians. Um, whenever I talk to my, because my friends will see, you know, the basically the Twitter wars or YouTube wars and going back and forth with response videos. And my friend will come to me and say, can you just like play nice, so to speak? And I'm like, no, I can't because these people are, are making us look bad. And in many ways, they're taking away the right to how lesbians want to feel. They're changing definitions of words and then expecting people that had this definition, different definitions to live by the new definition, which doesn't make sense. Um, so it does affect me. And people literally Twitter friends of mine that, that have been friends of mine for five years are all telling me the same thing in different ways. It's basically telling me to shut up and be nice. Yeah. <laughs> which is a very, you know, yeah, it's a very something you would tell a woman and and even more so a woman that likes women. It's like, yeah, you're in the back burner. Like we don't really care about you as much. We, or, we, want, these, we want these trans people or these queer people or these young kids to be front and center. And it's like, there was, there was not even a lesbian, there was not even one lesbian float in Mardi Gras. There were, there were so many gay guys, so many trans, parents of trans, all great. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing, but to not even have one, you know, sex and gender specific women that like women float is disturbing. What? There were 150 things. Why like do you think that groups. is? Like what, for, for people who aren't familiar with like the ins and outs of the LGBT community, why do you think there is that difference between like lesbians, the way they're treated and the way gay men are treated? Because I think that's something like even in like the in media representation, you can almost yep. kind of see that as well. Why, why is that? I think it's, I think it's cultural, but I think it's also sexism. And I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those SJWs. Again, I'm not one of those people. I don't use sexism and misogyny, you know, in, in lightly. I think it's a very misogynistic. I think the LGBT community is very misogynistic. You don't see many trans men going after gay men, telling them to, that they mm. have to like vagina. You know, you don't see that. You don't see, you don't see people like me that might identify as men going into gay clubs <laughs> and being like, why don't any of these men Gaily like me? Bigot. Yeah. You know? It's, it's a, it's a very male entitlement, you know, type of, of mindset. Um, it, it, you know, there's, 
in gay men, honestly, usually t tend to not care about lesbian rights. Um, most of the gay guys that I follow on YouTube are surprised that when we hang out in real life, I'm like, oh yeah, I know what that word is. I know, you know, I remember you watch, I remember that video that you made, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they don't watch lesbian content, but lesbians pay attention to gay content and we listen to gay men and gay men are just in their own world doing their own thing. Um, bisexual people are kind of thrown in the middle and they don't know what the hell, <laughs> what the hell to do with themselves. Cause there's, you know, there's this dispersed throughout the community. And then trans people are, are front and center at the moment, trans and queer and everything else. And there's even been a, a ton of situations where, um, you know, people like Huffington Post even have written articles about lesbians, but changed it to say queer woman. Like, that's not okay. Imagine if that's, if, if a trans person, if a trans woman, you know, and, and they changed to non-binary. Oh, this non-binary person. No, it's a trans woman. Yeah. If it's a lesbian, call them a lesbian. Like, why are we afraid of that word? Yeah, because I think I think they're afraid of like the lesbian thing specifically because it asserts that there is such a boundaries. thing as a, a woman and boundaries. And I think th when we see trans people in the news, a lot of the times it is like the I feel like the male to female um, image of a yep. trans person is a lot more prominent yep. right now. And I yes. feel like that's what's being threatened or they feel is being threatened when you use the word lesbian. So it's it's kind of it's interesting there, but it's it's very strange. There's like all this infighting that I think a lot of people don't know or they assume that the you know the people on the pride parade floats they speak for everybody but it kind of seems like there's a, a lot of like internal issues there um and yeah. you know regarding the whole idea of I guess misogyny or the the LGBT tier of how things are working how do you feel as someone who's like been a, a spokes, not not a spokesperson, because you can't be a spokesperson for an entire orientation, I don't but speak for everybody. Yeah, you've I been a figurehead, right? You've been public about this. How do you feel about um, the inclusion of someone who's maybe non-binary in the LGBT umbrella now? Because there's, I, I've been to college campuses, I've seen people who look essentially like. I do like Straight even girls. yeah as even like feminine looking um claim yeah. to be trans and therefore yeah, part I, of the LGBT community even though they might be dating a biological male they might still say right. it's like a um a queer relationship, a queer relationship because they're non-binary mm -hmm. what do you think of that I think it's ridiculous I think to me the non-binary community hasn't even come up with a set definition which confuses things if, the, if there were such a thing as non-binary, which I'm still on the fence about, the only way that I think it would make sense is if there were gender dysphoria, but they didn't want to fully, quote, fully transition one way or the other. Like either way, they would have some dysphoria. And that's, that, that would, to me, that would be, that would be valid. That's the scientific basis. It's logical. Um, but most of these people, like you said, are calling themselves non-binary, like, and all they do is it's like a dude in a dress. Yeah. It's like, just be that dude in a dress. Like you don't have to call yourself some other gender. Cause you want to wear a dress. That's sexism. It's yeah. saying that, look, listen, men, men are supposed to be this way. Women are supposed to be this way, but I'm this way. So I'm neither, which is very sexist. It's like, no, I'm a man that wears dresses and that's great. Or I'm a woman that dresses more masculinely or a woman that gets short haircuts. I'm a woman that dresses, that, that dates women. Like this is all this, that's not sexist. That's fine. Men and women can do whatever the hell they want. And that's, you know, so to speak. I don't know if you um, but follow... when you're saying like I'm not like them, I'm different or I'm better or yeah, you know I'm new. <laughs> it's well, like just Sam Smith, so to speak. It's like 
come on you're just a white gay dude and that's great but deborah so has i don't know if you follow her but she's really great um and she's canadian too but she she kind of she spoke about how the whole push for trans and non-binary identities it's almost erasing uh like effeminate men and the idea that you yeah. can be a masculine woman because it's pushing you mm -hmm. in a strange way toward those binaries as the presumption of what a woman should act like or should look like and therefore if you're outside of that if your preferences your gender expression doesn't line up right. with that then you must be something else which is in a way even more it's sexist like yeah. you just said yeah you're no. agreeing with me you're saying the same thing exactly. i just said in a different way yeah it's sexist to be like well you dress this way you must be non-binary because i'm non-binary because i dress this way no for sure so i guess one of the things that I wanted to ask you while I have you here is what would equality going forward look like for you, right? Like, let's let's say we can get you and these activists down at the table. If you were to kind of hash out what you think um, LGBT activism should look like in the future, as opposed to what it is now, what changes do you think would be positive for the community versus a lot of the, you know, uh, frankly, kind of toxic culture that seems to be developing? Mm -hmm. um, I think cancel culture needs to stop. I think that that does nothing for any of us. I think that trans women need to understand that they are coming into female spaces and need to be respectful and aware of how they might be viewed if they don't pass. Um, or if they're not making an effort, then to me, they shouldn't even be in, involved in female spaces at all if they're not even trying. Um, I think that people that are calling themselves queer but aren't, you know, aren't experiencing dysphoria or aren't even remotely same sex attracted need to stop mm -hmm. because you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're broadening a definition to the point where it has no meaning. The same thing with woman, you know, if, and if you can't define something, you can't protect it. Yeah. And I think that's point. where, where we're at right now. I also don't want things to be as polarizing as they are now. You know, it, I talked about, uh, drag queen, uh, the, the viral video today, I talked about it on Twitter, of the drag queen, like, kind of seductively dancing, you know, to the little girl and sitting in the chair, you've probably seen it. Yes. Um, and all I said was, listen, drag queens are great. But drag queens doing this and being sexual to to kids is not great. And people were like, why are you saying you're, you're making you're, you're over sexualizing the LGBT community, you're making drag queens look bad, you're making the LGBT community look bad. And it's like, it goes from zero to 100 in a second, you mm -hmm. know, like I, I didn't say any of that. All I said was this right here, this instance is not okay. And that should be recognized. And then we have to like take a step back and be like, maybe we're too woke. Maybe we're, you know, too entitled. Maybe we become so far up our own asses that we're not thinking about how, you know, this affects other people. And you know, that's an issue too. Yeah, and I don't know, do you follow Jamila Jamil at all? Uh, no, but I know that she's an actress that came out as queer yeah. after she got backlash right <laughs> yeah and exactly like that that kind of just uh, that was like the worst example of cancel culture and also kind of mm -hmm. like purity testing it's like there were so many things wrong with that whole situation i mean even the way the she handled situation. it was was strange but it's like we i i looked at that and i was like what what is happening here yeah i and, don't blame her and the yeah, thing is it's, like it's, it's got it's a situation Ugh. but i get why she did it and you know i feel like whether she's queer or not it makes sense why she did what she did. It's gotten to the point as well where it's like you can't, you can't 
touch, you can't talk about LGBT issues unless you're of the specific category that you're talking about. Mm. Even like, um, you know, you're a lesbian woman who's talking about trans issues. I know that's problematic for some people. Um, Someone who is bisexual commenting about women on women dating, I've seen people complain about because apparently like they have the option of dating men as well. So they aren't allowed to say things. Um, I I, I feel like the, the conversation has just gotten so, so closed off which is really too bad. But I mean, I I appreciate what you're doing. I really, I think it's an important voice to have out there. And I I know like ideally it it shouldn't matter for these conversations, um, like what your specific label is. But I think for a lot of people, the fact that you are a part of the LGBT community, it matters, it matters for representation. And it matters because you're someone who they can't just dismiss by saying you're you're homophobic. Um, For people who want... To see more of you, follow what you're doing. Where can they find you? Um, I would say probably my YouTube channel. Uh, it's just my name, Ariel Scarcella. Are there, I guess, like any cool projects you have coming up? Like what's what's next? You made a video where you talked about like leaving the left. Um, what does mm-hmm. that what does that mean for the future of your content? It, it means there's no holding back at this point. I'm I'm done with trying to please that type of audience, and I want a more logical, sane, older. Um, but still accepting audience, but not of not accepting of the crazies. Um, but I have the video that I have coming up soon is it's going to be called "What Is a Woman," and it's actually Ooh. yeah, it, it's it's what is a woman, and it, it's basically it basically talks about in my opinion there are four different segments of it. It's it's physically, otherwise people wouldn't have gender dysphoria. It's mental, right? Because yeah. there there has been some evidence that there is you know transgender looking brains. Um, emotional because hormones and, and chemistry and stuff does change the way you act and feel and societal. So if you're, if you, if you have, you know, it's not just identity, it's an experience. Being a woman to me is an experience. And I think people need to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Cause even um, the whole like experience thing, even I know um, ContraPoint, she got in trouble for saying that her experience as a binary trans woman is not the same as someone who is non-binary. And she got canceled for that. But she's right. Like, but by, she's right. Yeah, by your own definitions of what an experience, like she is right that you guys are not experiencing. Anyway, um, that sounds like it's going to be a great video. I hope I hope it uh, doesn't get too much backlash. I think a lot of people are actually like fully in support of what you're saying. They're so happy to hear this from you. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate what you're doing and I really appreciate you staying up late to talk to us. Thank you. So that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out Ariel's work and we'll see you next time.